everybody, and welcome to Books Unbound, the podcast where we unbind books to get to their hearts. Today, our third anniversary Woo-hoo! episode with me, Ariel, and Raylene. What's up? <laughs> so hype. We are so excited today because it is, can you believe, our third anniversary of the podcast. Can't believe we've made it this far. I... I, okay, I'd say I can't believe we made it this far, but I just can't believe three years have passed. Yeah, it's kind of scary. <laughs> it just feels crazy. It just feels crazy. It feels crazy. And um, so we thought we'd do a bit of a fun episode, kind of uh, go a little crazy yep. and do a little celebration. <laughs> so we're going to be doing some fun stuff like talking about top threes. It's got a real three theme yeah. because it's the third <laughs> anniversary. Um we're go- we bought we each bought a book that has a three in the title. We'll be so we'll be doing a haul. So silly. We buddy read a book in kind of celebration, so we'll be reviewing that. Um, we'll be reacting to the first ever book haul that we did on the podcast. And well, the first five books that we ever hauled. Yes, specifically, the- and we'll see yes, if we yes. ended up reading them or not. That's what's going to be interesting. <laughs> I'm nervous about that. Yeah, you should be. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to have some fun today. Really looking forward to spending some time. Before we do jump in, the thing we wanted to kind of start off with was a big thank you. A thank you. I've got a lot of things. I feel like this is my Oscar speech. So get <laughs> ready, everyone. Up first, of course, we want to thank the listeners because it's fun because we know someone's listening. You know? <laughs> yeah, this would just be crazy <laughs> if it was just us. It would be a little unhinged. (laughs) So we're really grateful to everyone who's made this feel like a community that's come in and listened and hung out with us every week. It's made us like genuinely feel like we have some lovely book friends. Um, Mm -hmm. And that just includes everyone that listens, but also everyone that interacts with us and sends in recommendations on our website or has ever uh, supported us on Patreon or, um, you know, has done stuff on the Instagram, commented, Mm -hmm. tagged us in photos, etc. Oh, also has bought merch like that. That's all the stuff that goes into making this feel like a community. And we're just really, really grateful that for three years we've been going and people have been listening. And to sort of push in a little farther, thank you so much to our patrons. Um, We are grateful to everyone who listens. Everyone who listens is equally loved in our hearts. But it goes without saying that our patrons that support the podcast actually make it so that we can keep going Mm -hmm. and doing it every single week. Literally, Raylene takes a day off of her job. once a week so that we have time to do all the admin for the episodes and record the episodes and that was only made possible because we had the financial support of the patreon exactly otherwise we were just rushing around recording on the weekends like it was crazy our regular weekend activities and yeah being able to have that day and do it right just feels so good so thank you guys exactly I feel like it's made such a difference to the episodes. I feel like we we used to be like cramming them in on weekends when we had time and like either I'd be sleepy or Raylene would be sleepy. <laughs> yeah. And so it was just always a little crazy. Now that we have this full day, it's just been so lovely. So huge thank you to our dust jackets as mm-hmm. we've epically named them. <laughs> um, and then because of our patrons, it's such a beautiful little dominoes effect. Because of our patrons also probably the biggest... 
help we've been able to have is from our little team, uh, Kaylee and CJ. So I need to do a little ode, an ode to CJ, the only person I could trust to edit the podcast (laughs) because I used to edit the podcast, um, of course, because humble beginnings, who else was going to do it? We Mm -hmm. couldn't afford to get anyone to do it. So I edited it for like a year, half like that. It was something like that. But as soon as we possibly could afford to hire some help, we hired CJ to start editing the episodes. And he's the best. He, and again, like I said, he's my brother. So (laughs) I love him. And it meant a lot to me to get my brother to, who is like an actual musician, to be able to do our theme song and to do our jingles and to do all sorts of like, we've had so much fun with all the music side of it. But it also just means a lot to me that because of this little tiny empire that is our podcast, I've been able to like help my brother out too Mm -hmm. by paying him properly. So that is awesome. And then Kaylee, I swear to God, the <laughs> stuff that Kaylee has to put up with with me is unbelievable. And I am so grateful to her. Um, pretty early on, Raylene and I were like, okay, the best way for us to kind of support the podcast social media wise is mm-hmm. with an Instagram because it just naturally felt good to take photos of the books and yeah. um, et cetera. And so we've been running that for a while and we realized we should get someone who's really good at this, which is Kaylee. Kaylee is super good at uh, ho- like running it. She all- is constantly thinking up great captions, posting everything, scheduling mm-hmm. everything. But what you guys, of course, don't see is the behind the scenes. We have a Slack. Yeah, we're cool. <laughs> we have a Slack. Uh-huh. And um, every week we post the photo, fo- like we take our own photos and then we kind of give prompts on what all of the photos are and share those with Kaylee so that she can post them with a little bit of information. But what you don't know is that I'm always late. I try not to be. I say always. I'm not always late. Almost I'm always. usually, I'm usually, I feel like I'm usually fine. But there's like a good chunk of the time where I took the photos and I for some reason forgot to put them into Slack. Or We both did that I, one time. That was really funny. Wasn't we that like, weird? Did we not take any photos? <laughs> and then we were like, no, wait, we both took them. We just didn't post them. But uh, Kaylee has continuously been so patient with me and she'll just text and she'll be like, hey, Ariel, uh, where are those photos? And I'm like, oh, dear Lord. <laughs> um, but she's also saved us multiple times of just being like, hey, I don't think the episode's up. And I'm like, oh, my God, you're right. And I'll go check and I'd forgotten to schedule it that day or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so all of that to say. Thank you so much to CJ and Kaylee for yeah. kind of making this machine run. Seriously. We're just yeah. the face. We we don't have anything <laughs> else going on behind these faces. <laughs> That's so funny. And it's a complete lie because you guys know Raylene does a lot of admin work as well. It's so it's a, it's a little team that we have, the four of us going and making stuff work. And it's just, I'm really grateful for it. And I, I say this to people all the time. This is probably the favorite thing I do. Like this is probably yeah. my favorite part of my insane job is just getting to sit down once a week with my best friend, talk for an hour about our lives and about the reading that we're doing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty damn cool. Pretty sweet. So thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. I feel like I nailed the thank you section. Yeah, that was great. We're going to now move into the book haul section. Perfect. Hell yeah. <laughs> Good start. So let's start off with reacting to our original book haul. So Raylene went back uh, mm-hmm. so that we could have a little bit of surprise. <laughs> 
um, Raylene did it so that I could react to mine, but there was no way for me to do it so that she could react to hers because you But I kind of forget because it's been like a couple of months since I made this list. (laughs) I was so ahead of the game on this by accident. Yeah, you were. I've forgotten. So what I did is, yeah, back in the day when we first started, we would only haul one book per episode, no matter how many books we bought. So I had to go back and listen to... Um, the first six episodes, as it turns out, just the, oh, the book haul portions. Yeah. So this is how it went. So in episode one, Oof. I hauled the book Split Tooth by Tanya Tagok. Oh, yeah. And you hauled On Earth Were Briefly Gorgeous by Ocean Vuong. Oh, that's funny. Okay, yeah. so um, I obviously ended up reading mine because yeah. it was a book club book. Our first yes. book club book? Uh, uh, yeah, it was either the first or second. It must have been the yeah. first book because, like, that was so early. Um, yeah. But, you yeah, know, I never ended up reading that book. And I actually ended up getting <laughs> rid of it one day because I was, you know... <laughs> you're gonna see a theme throughout my list here i either read it or got rid of it um that's so funny so yeah this is what i'm saying about raylene guys she loves to purge she's a purge just love getting rid of things well because also the problem with me is that when i buy books like i get out of control sometimes then i'm like whoa i have no room for any of these books and so then i have to purge and then a few months later i'll reorganize my books and i'll be like oh i should probably purge a few more just Mm because there's still no room and so i have to make some tough decisions you know like in the back mm. of my head, I do still want to read that book, but it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. do I need to keep it on my shelf? Am I going to read it anytime soon? Right. So, so that was the first, the first two books that we got. In episode okay. two, I hold on. I feel like I should be keeping a score here, <laughs> right? I should be keeping a score. Uh, let me whip out. This, let me whip. I don't know if you want to do that. <laughs> well, maybe you could. You might win, well, actually. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to do it just for the kicks of it. I'm completely thinking I'm going to lose. Like, I feel like that the book you just, the one that I just read was it. That's going to be the only book I end up reading. Yeah, I'm already possibly, surprised. Possibly. <laughs> no, it's, it's, you're going to be okay. You're going to be okay. But the second okay. one, the second episode, I hauled Ninth House by Lee Bardugo and you hauled Pale Fire by Nabokov. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Yeah, absolutely have not read that book. Right. I remember getting it. I have a really cool copy of it. Um, and I really wanted to read it because it, um, like, because I wanted to make this video on whether or not Nabokov would have listened to Lana Del Rey. Oh, right. <laughs> and I'd only read or, and have only read Lolita by him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I think maybe like if I want to do this video properly, I should have read at least a few of his books. Right. So I'm not just basing it on one, <laughs> but I haven't read any more of them. Oh man, so that video so that still, get, still that happening video is not, eventually oh, one yeah. day maybe. Well, you, one day, a long <laughs> 10 distance years when you've read a couple Nabokovs. <laughs> and for me with Ninth House, I started reading it and did not like it. <gasps> you so did I, I remember it. that. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to give you a zero for that. Yeah. Oh, definitely. My list oh, is wow. very interesting. Like when you see this, it's like, <laughs> what? Okay. Next up, however, this one we both win. Oh, I good. hauled Tiny Beautiful Things and you oh. hauled the Anne of Green Gables graphic novel by Brenna Thumler. Oh, we both read and loved Excellent books. books. Yeah. But yeah, do you remember, like, that was episode three when I hauled Tiny Beautiful Things. Doesn't that feel kind of surprising that it was that long ago that you got me to read that book? I feel like it was just last year. For real. Yes. No, I'm actually surprised, but I also am, I guess, surprised or I just, you know, this is the the, how weak uh, human (laughs) memories are, but... I didn't realize it was that early on that Brenna was already a part of well, the Well, exactly. <laughs> you already loved Sheets, I guess, by that point. Like, you must have read it the year before or two years before. Like, you must have. 
You know what's interesting too? I remember where and when I read that Anne of Green Gables book, uh, the graphic novel. Yeah. It was when you came to visit my house. Oh my in, God, I remember. Yeah, you were sitting on a beach reading that book. I remember Yeah, now. we read it in that around little... and you were reading that yes, book. Yes, in that secret little beach. Yeah. Um, yes. That was wow, such a fun. cute area. Um, that was That cute. was fun. That was peak like summertime vibes. When I look back on that, that actually, I can kind of see that as like, it feels like the 60s. Like both of us with our boyfriends and my <laughs> brother's there and we're all just swimming. I've got some really good L- photos looking from rocks. them. Yeah. Looking for rocks. Looking for rocks. It was wholesome. Times. Beautiful it was times. beautiful. Okay. Episode okay. four. I hauled the Starless Sea by Aaron Morgenstern. Oh, another DNF. <laughs> another That's DNF. That's so interesting. You didn't haul anything in this episode. Oh, okay. So I had to go into episode six for you because yep. you somehow didn't buy anything this week. Like, that's amazing. Good job. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations. Good job, Ariel. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. So what was my next one then? Your next one was The Flat Chair by Beth O'Leary. Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah. Trauma. Trauma yeah. response. Yeah. That's the b- book that started us off on a, on a real wild betrayal. That's true. When I forgot about you that. You read it and abandoned me when we decided it was going to be a buddy read. Uh, but okay, I get a zero. So here we are, yeah. four books each in. Yeah. I've read two of them and you've read one of them. Yeah. So I tried gonna... to read two of the other ones, though. Like if That's I had true. been able to you keep reading tried, them. You had tried, but yeah. A for effort, I think. <laughs> Okay, and then the last two, so episode five for me and episode six for you, I hauled Gideon the Ninth by Tasman Muir, which I have read, did not enjoy it, but I read it. it. Mm. (laughs) And then this is where Ariel brings it home. In episode six, you hauled the Animal Farm graphic novel. (gasps) You read that, right? I did. I did read that. <laughs> I thought so. I was like, uh-oh, wait. Huh? My mind just gapped because I, I remembered, like, in the last, like, I don't know, a year ago, I got the 1984 yeah, graphic novel, and I have not read that one. Right, yet. right, right. But I have totally read the Animal Farm one as if I won this. I was, like, for sure dead certain that I was going to get a zero and you were going to get a five. I know, but right? I have ended up with a three and you have ended up with a two. Yeah. I will say that... We both did better than I feared, in a way, right? right? I was like, what if I know, it could have been like I had them? not read any of them, had not even tried to read any of them. Yeah. Yet I have either read or tried to read four out of the five, which I feel pretty so good about. can you remind us what the three that you didn't read are and if you still plan on reading them? Um, so, yeah, my three that I haven't read are Split Tooth, Ninth House, and The Starless Sea. And I will probably read Split Tooth one day. Like, I'm still interested mm-hmm. in that one. But Ninth House and The Starless Sea just did not do it for me. Okay. Yeah, I was on a real kick of buying brand new hardcovers that were really popular and then yes. <laughs> not wanting <laughs> to read them, which was really upsetting. <laughs> Sorry, can you remind me, just because I didn't write them down, can you remind me what the two that I didn't read were? Yeah, and I'll Pale tell you Fire if I and The oh, Fletcher. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I do still want to read The Fletcher. I know you liked it. Yeah. And I've heard other friends of mine also really liked it. So I still want to read that one. Um kind of low priority though Mm -hmm. i would say like it's it's a romance which is just not a genre i read a lot of so i'm not really sure when i would pick that up pale fire i also still want to read but that one's like super low priority book it is that's exactly what it is yes (laughs) it's a i i have bought it to squirrel it away um because it's a classic and i like the copy of it that i got 
but it's like I could read it when I'm 48 and that would be great. <laughs> exactly. Like it's been three years since you bought this book now and you haven't even oh, thought wow. about reading it probably. <laughs> no. Oh, well, like, except for every time I'm like, I should make that Lana video. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, never mind. <laughs> but never in any real kind of way. Like, hmm, I should read that. Exactly. Okay, oh, yes. well... That was actually really fun. I'm glad like we did that, that segment. <laughs> I feel like um, we should do this more often in different yeah. ways. Like, what were the books that we hauled last year or whatever? Have we yes. read them? <laughs> yeah, that could be fun. Um, so Books and Lala, who is a YouTube channel, everyone should check out, Canadian. Um, Books and Lala did this series on her channel for a long time where she did just this for oh, a wow. year. For a year, she went back, and I don't remember how long the period of the yeah. gap was, but she like went back and re-looked at, like re-watched all the hauls she had done from, say, two oh years God. prior. And then she challenged herself to read or get rid of all of those books. Wow. It, so that became her that. TBR for the whole year, yeah. which is sort of a really cool, really cool idea. Um, totally. Yeah, this was fun. All right. Maybe I'm just saying that because I didn't get shamed. It, or neither of us did. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, like you, you want a challenge. That must feel Imagine. good. Imagine. <laughs> All right. Well, now we're going to move on to buying and sharing more books. Uh, Oops. Exactly what we need right That's now. Funny. So we thought, actually, it would be a lot of fun to kind of mark the occasion to celebrate our third anniversary mm -hmm. by buying uh, ourselves a book uh, yeah. that can kind of be on our shelves as a testament to this big project. <laughs> yeah. But we thought, okay, let's make it a little specific and challenge ourselves to buy a book that has a three in the title. <laughs> so so before we share what we got, really, and I really want to hear the experience of how you picked oh, God, it yeah, yeah. and what that was like, because it ended up being extremely difficult. <laughs> Yeah, I found it to be extremely difficult as well because originally I was just like trying to think of a book that had three in the title and I was like, yeah, okay, I can't think of one. I absolutely cannot think of a single one. And so I just Googled books with three in the title. Mm. And then I ended up finding, I think there was a Goodreads list that was kind of like this okay. weird list that had a bunch of books mm -hmm. with three in the title, but they were kind of weird options, like obscure, like self-published romance books and yes, a lot just like books those. I've never heard of. And I was like, I don't know if I'm really interested in these. Um, <laughs> and so I like, I tried searching everywhere. I was searching books on the book depository. I was searching mm -hmm. books on Amazon. I was just like looking everywhere, trying to find something that appealed to me. Yeah. And I was just having such a hard time. I was like, well, I guess I could pick that one. Like, mm. I kind of want to read it, but I don't feel passionate about it. And then my last effort was going <laughs> to my own personal Goodreads account and typing in the word three, which didn't bring anything up. And I was like, damn, damn it. But then I put mm. in the number three mm. and there popped up a book <gasps> that I forgot that I really wanted to buy oh, okay. and really wanted to read that I yes. had added a few months ago. And I was like, perfect. I, there's actually a book I want to read. So, so what is it? I guess, I guess I'll unveil my book then. Yes. So the book that I ended up getting oh, it's is pretty. called W3 by Betty Howland. It's so and beautiful. It's a memoir. And actually, this edition has an introduction by Yi Yun Lee, who I oh, think yes. that short story collection that we are interested in but have never bought or read. Yes. Um, yeah, totally. So that was kind of a cool little thing. But yeah, the reason I found this book is because Emma Roberts recommended it classic Bellatrix. Long time ago. And she was like reading it on airplane. I think I remember mm. the picture she posted. I was like, that sounds great. It sounds right up my alley. So 
like I said, this is a memoir and it was published in 1974 and it takes place in a psychi psychiatric ward mm. in a university hospital. So W3 stands for Ward 3. Oh. And the woman who wrote the book was a single mother with two sons and was kind of just like living paycheck to paycheck, having kind of a difficult time. And she attempted suicide and ended up in the psychiatric mm. ward. And I'm like, that just is so up my alley. I'm so <laughs> interested in that type of thing. And it just happens to be beautiful. When I ordered it on um, Indigo, it had no cover. And oh. I was like, what is this book going to look like? Because I've seen the UK cover of it because I've looked at it on Book Depository before. And I was like, I hope the book is cute. And it shows up and it's this beautiful pink. And yeah, it's that's so stunning. aesthetically pleasing. So I'm so happy to have this book now because I have been like months and months ago, I was like, oh, I really want that, but I shouldn't buy it. Like I'm trying to be good about buying books. Right. So that was the only reason I didn't already have it. But it worked out perfectly for me because that's so I'm awesome. so happy to own it now. Yeah. I had a very similar journey with a very different ending, I guess. But like, I, I, I didn't magically remember a book I actually wanted yeah. that had a three in it. But I had the same thing where I was at first when we had kind of thought of this idea and thought of this challenge. Yeah. I thought it would be easy. I was like, surely there's going to be yeah, a, a couple think. of great books with threes in them. And it was actually surprisingly difficult. Of course, when you're searching on these tools, it's difficult for them to know exactly what you mean. So a problem I kept having was that it thought to give me the third book in a trilogy often oh, or yeah. the Very third annoying. book in a series and i'm like not that kind of three <laughs> <laughs> um in the end after kind of doing exactly what you did like i would go on book depository i would type in the word three the number three 33 yeah. the 30 i was like as long as it's got a three on this cover yeah um, i was also doing like third like three yes. related words yes exactly i, was <laughs> I also did it on the library app i just remembered that i was looking through Ooh, libby and smart. it almost got me like i would have almost picked something from there but mm. ended up, you know what happened happened i <laughs> the, what's done cannot be undone <laughs> um and so yeah so i eventually though found a couple of different websites that were doing like lists yeah so they were like helpful. lists of books with with uh numbers in the titles or whatever yeah. and then there was this one that literally had like a hundred book titles oh my God. and each number one through a hundred was a book with that number in it oh wow if you know what i mean <laughs> yeah and so it was like um and it would have some yeah it was and so i started just looking up every one of the ones that had three in it so like yeah. 73 83. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I see what you're saying. <laughs> I just started looking all of these books up. That led me to finding out about this book. And oh. I was like, oh, I've never heard of this book before, but it sounds actually very interesting. And I just picked it up from the mail today. And oh so God. I didn't open it so that I could have a little ASMR moment for everyone. Ready? Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I really nailed that. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, it's so pretty. Whoa. All right. So this is Three Guineas by Virginia Woolf. What? Right? Huh? Isn't that so beautiful? It's so beautiful. How? One, I've never heard of it. And two, how have we never heard of it? And three, exactly. why didn't I see that on any of the lists I looked at? I know. I also only saw this on one list. And That's I was insane. like, how is this book by a very popular established classic author not on yeah. all the lists that's insane the other one that i almost got 
I was at the end. I was between this one and Three Blind Mice by Agatha Christie. Because I was. I like, saw that one many times too. I was like, this might have to be my best option. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so this is very interesting uh, because it's nonfiction, which I enjoy reading. I really enjoy reading nonfiction from like historical figures and from mm-hmm. classic authors, because it's so fascinating how so many of the problems they were writing about a hundred years ago are still basically the same problems we're having now. (laughs) And you're just like, ah, gee, uh, still haven't figured that one out. eh?" Um, so basically this one sounded really cool. It's about, um, basically Virginia Woolf got these three letters and Mm -hmm. she's replying to the letters. Oh, cool. And like I, I believe, again, remember, I haven't read it, so I might be slightly askew, um, but I believe that she's saying that she's going to donate a guinea to each <laughs> of these things. Like, the answer to the letter is, I've decided to donate a guinea here, a donate a guinea here, whatever. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of why that's the title. It's okay. three guineas that she's donating. Um. But yeah, it sounds really fascinating. Setting out to answer the question, how are we to prevent war? Virginia Woolf argues that the inequalities between women and men must first be addressed. Framing her arguments in the form of a letter, Woolf wittily ponders to whom, among the many who have requested it, she will donate a guinea. (laughs) And I'm like, all right. I don't exactly know what a guinea is, um, but very cute guinea pig. (laughs) guinea pig to you guinea pig to me um and in the end i picked this one because i thought it actually sounded like something i would enjoy reading and Mm -hmm. because it was so beautiful i love that cover i love this cover too so there you go however we did buy some other stuff oops (laughs) so we thought it would be fun to just do a little haul here and now what was the other Mm -hmm. book you got right well, I actually have two because I teased okay. a little while ago that I was going to be picking up a copy of Carrie by Stephen King. Yes. And I wanted to show off this copy. I've already shown you a picture of it, but I will put a picture I on the Instagram. Love it. It's weird. It's this like amazing old, old ass copy. Somebody has written $2 in Sharpie on the cover of it. Like it's that vibe. Epic. It's so old and like yellowed, which is exactly what I wanted because yeah. my problem with Carrie is that all the editions suck. Like there isn't a Hideous. nice trade paperback. Mm-hmm. There's only these mass markets that have just like kind of generic, ugly covers. Mm-hmm. And I don't like them. And I've been wanting to pick up this book so that I could reread it. Because as mm-hmm. I said before, it was the first Stephen King book I ever read and I did not enjoy it. And I, I want to give it another chance because I'm sure I would love it now. Um, also, I have a theory. I think I may have told you this theory, but th- I think the 50th anniversary for this book is next year or something like that. And so oh, my theory is that, told me that. Yeah. they're going to, my theory is that they're going to come out with a really beautiful edition Smart. <laughs> for the 50th anniversary, but we'll see wow. if that happens. That's just my theory. I want to put it out there into the world in case it happens that um, <laughs> I was right. So that was, the, that was the first book I got. And then yesterday I went and picked up another used book from the same store. They found this book for me that I mentioned in a book olds many months ago and oh. thought it sounded cool. Didn't think I would ever find a copy of it. And that is Replay by Ken Grimwood. Oh, yeah. And this is one that I just randomly found. And it's about time travel, but it's also about like a time loop. The main character is this guy that he's in his 40s or something and then he dies. And then he wakes up and he's in college. 
Oh, God. And then he goes, th- but he has all of his memories still from when he was mm. older. And so he goes through his life with those same memories, thinking I'll improve my life, blah, blah, blah. But then by the time he gets to the same age that he was when he died, he dies again and no. wakes up in college again. And it's like, oh, what a nightmare. What a nightmare. But <laughs> oh, I, what a nightmare. <laughs> but I love that concept so yeah, much. Yeah, that's so, cool. I was amazed that they found this book because I was like, it's so weird and random and I had never heard of it. Seems so obscure. But they found me a trade paperback and it's, I mean, it's not beautiful. I was going to say it's beautiful, but it's kind of an ugly cover. But I'm still very, very excited to read it. Have you seen the uh, the trailer for this new movie that's either just come out or is coming out? Meet Cute? No. It's, um, oh Lord, what's her name? Kaylee Cuoco? Oh yeah, her and mm-hmm. Pete Davidson. Who <gasps> that man is a meme. I don't understand his life. I don't understand. <laughs> it's crazy. Fascinating, it. <laughs> fascinating figure. Um, but they are uh, the meat cute, right? Oh my but god. But the whole thing of it, Ray. I think you'll love this. I'm really, I honestly, I might watch it like tonight or tomorrow night because I'm oh my actually oh, really okay. excited. I think it just came out. Um, but the whole thing is that they're on a date, and yeah. then you realize in the trailer that she keeps redoing the date like she's got yeah she's got a time loop mechanism i don't remember what it is in the trailer but she's got a way that she can keep doing this date over and over because she really likes him and she wants to do it right but she's just getting like more and more unhinged and it's kind of messing up (laughs) his life sort of like oh i love that it seems really cool so perfect it's like I love About Time and I love Palm Springs, which Palm are both Springs. two movies that have yes. similar vibes to that. So, Did you like Groundhog Day? No, I hated that movie. <laughs> I thought you did. That's Connor's favorite movie. That's hilarious. Um, Connor loves time loop stuff as well. So that's why I, 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 I showed him the trailer for it. At first, he was like, um, because I was like, I'm really excited to show you this trailer. At first, it's just like a rom-com. So yeah. he's just like, why are you showing oh, me this? Um, and then it, the loop thing comes in and he's like, we have to watch it um has he seen palm springs because i highly highly recommend it yes he loves it i showed it to him i showed it to him because i was like oh my god he'll love this one yeah um okay so i have some books to haul as well yeah the first one is also like you um like your cat's cradle cat's cradle Uh -uh, that's (laughs) not what i just reveal what your book was (laughs) well sort of no like your carrie um is an old like 70s copy (gasps) of a of a a book it's this the sirens of titan by kurt vonnegut jr in this fantastic old copy with these crazy blue sprayed edges it's in pretty great condition like it's Mm -hmm. one of those books that's like actually pretty old so it feels a little old and uh like it just feels old but it doesn't feel red yeah you know what i mean like it, it i don't think anyone ever read this um and it matches my copy of god bless you mr rosewater and cat's cradle but what's the reason i got this is right before the podcast recording um i was at the grocery store and on my way out of the grocery store they have this like little spinny rack you know one of those spinning racks it it always has used books on it that is supporting some charity i'm not sure what it is okay but so it's like kind of not a part of the grocery store it's just a community thing and so if you want to buy a book you put a dollar into their little lock box and just take the book and i think they just collect it and refresh it throughout the year um the other day i went to the grocery store and very very annoyingly i was in a bit of a rush and i never really look at that i've never really looked at that stand before but i just kind of look at it on my way out like i've never stopped Mm -hmm. to peruse but i always am like 
oh yes, look, some books on a rack. <laughs> okay, the other day I'm walking past the rack and I kind of look over and I see, and I don't remember now which one it was, but it was a Lucy Maud Montgomery book <gasps> in one of the old beautiful editions. Oh, and I was like, oh, okay. And then I kind of <laughs> said, and I, but because I was in a rush, I didn't even really process it until later. I was like, wait a minute. Yeah, why, why the hell I did I buy that? I, <laughs> crap. And so today when I went to the store, I was like, oh, I've got to go in and look to mm-hmm. see if they have it. They didn't have it, but they no. had this, which I thought was really cool. And again, only a dollar and supports charity. It's pretty incredible. Um, so I'm pretty excited about that. And I also got from the dollar rack this uh, copy of The Cimmerillion oh. by uh, Tolkien and it is just such a great, beautiful, old that. copy of it. I'm like, will I ever actually read it? I'm not sure. It's cool to have it as a reference text because it's a big part of the Lord of the Rings world. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's just so, so beautiful and yeah. iconic. So I had I to get an those. old copy of a book. Yeah, That's so those special. are awesome. But the other thing that I had to show off is my birthday books. Raylene, <gasps> I am so excited about this. So as you may recall, I think I mentioned... Maybe not on the podcast, but definitely to you. My parents gave me a gift card to Chapters for my birthday. And I was like, okay, let's hold on to this until I see something. that. And then instantly I was like, no, wait, (laughs) I know what I want. So (laughs) let's see if I can open this box on camera again. Uh Uh-oh, it's all gone to hell. The little tab thingy broke off. (laughs) I feel like I, I don't understand the technology that Chapters wants me to understand with these boxes. They never open right. I don't think the technology's there. <laughs> it's true. Look at this little string I'm supposed to be able to use yeah. to open it, but it's this huge cardboard. It's yeah. just impossible. It almost never works. <laughs> never. Anytime Damn I want to open up a chapter's box, I just have to like shove my hand inside of the whole thing and just try and pop it open. It's insane. Do you hear what you're doing with this chapter? <laughs> Because it's not even the type of thing that you can just like cut some Ugh. tape and open it. You know, no. it's it's all cardboard all the time. Ooh. Yeesh. Oh, this is You're so in. exciting. I'm in. Okay. I'm so excited. I am so, so, so excited about these two books. Like, whew, these are, this is good. This is very good. Okay. Up first, I'm really curious if you've heard of this one, Raylene. I bought Mother Thing by Ainsley Hogarth. Nope. Never heard of it, but very cool cover. Very cool cover. I saw this on Instagram. I think actually it might be the Bellatrist book club pick. That could be it. Yeah. So that checks out. It is an incredibly fantastic cover. It is a Canadian author, <gasps> which I love. And it is, I'm so excited. It is about a ghost. <gasps> it is about somebody's mother in law who dies and oh. then starts haunting her. Oh, that sounds cool absolutely ready for that i am so ready for that um yeah really really excited that sounds so fun and then the other one oh i had seen this a couple of months ago and i was like i need to get that when it came when it comes out and it just came out and i was like it's time (laughs) ducks by kate b yay i just saw that one somewhere and was like i think that ariel should read this book so that makes me really happy that you got it i didn't realize when i ordered it that it's like um uh it has a dust jacket oh it's beautiful wow it's so fancy oh raylene (laughs) that's nice (laughs) it's like colorful can you tell it it's colorful yeah oh it's got dimension oh my god okay you guys this might be the coolest foiling i've ever seen on a hardcover we'll absolutely post photos of it it looks i just realized what it looks like like an oil spill 
Yeah. Because it's a book. Anyway, sorry. <clears throat> I've gotten ahead of myself. I've gotten ahead of myself. So, <laughs> We're getting excited. Kate Beaton is a Canadian illustrator and graphic novelist. Um, she did Hark a Vagrant a couple years ago. Yeah. That book really blew up. Um, so she turns out, I didn't realize this. It was so cool. She's from Nova Scotia. No way. Did you know that? <laughs> did you know is that? Is that why she knows about ducks? She must live close to you. You've got ducks. <laughs> Um, so this is the story of two years that she spent out on the tar sands or the oil sands in Alberta, which is very common here. As I've lived here, the longer I've lived here, the more I've met people who actually, um, are Nova Scotians, are born and and live here, but they spend like half of their year out in Alberta doing oil work. Um, that's cool. It is. It's very interesting. So, oh yeah, Lynn, look at this. Look at this. On the on the dust jacket here, it says, part of the long... Tr- uh, well, let me start a little earlier. With the singular goal of paying off her student loans, Katie heads out west to take advantage of Alberta's oil rush, part of the long tradition of East Coasters who seek gainful employment elsewhere when they can't find it in the homeland they love so dear. Ugh. <sighs> makes me emotional. So it's really interesting. Nova Scotia has a a very challenging problem that they can, that there's not a lot of jobs out here. So yeah. a, a lot of the big centers and a lot of the industries that used to flourish here are elsewhere. So um, it's a really big problem. It's a really interesting, complicated problem, if you know what I mean. And mm. so a lot of people do this, like I just mentioned. So this is so exciting. Do you remember, like, literally just last week I had read Sketch by Sketch and I was like, I want to yeah. keep reading Nova Scotia books. I hadn't realized until I heard about this book a few months ago that Kate Beaton is from here. Incredible. And that, I know. It's like, couldn't be more perfect. And it's this <laughs> giant graphic novel. <sighs> I'm so excited. <laughs> gotta read it. You gotta read it. I'm so excited. It's just, it's beautiful. It's just a really beautiful book. It really is. I so, love how big it is. This is going to be really awesome. Wow, it's got some really heavy hitters um, sp- like uh, sponsoring it on the back. Carmen Maria Machado. Oh, wow. M- Madeline Tian, Anna Weiner, Patricia Lockwood, Alison Bechtel. Wow. Whoa. Oh, and Jessica Bruder. I don't know that name, but she wrote, wrote Nomadland. My God. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Baller. Did you say baller? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I like to like bring back words from <laughs> from you know, our teenage 2006. Got it. it was a good time. It was a damn good time. Oh, that's awesome. It was okay. the best of times. It was the best of times. It was deeply the worst of times. Uh, that was really fun. Thank you everyone for joining us for that little book haul extravaganza. Mm-hmm. It is now time for us to review a book because people Ooh, yeah. are like, stop buying them, start reading them. Well, we did. Yeah. <laughs> We did. So we thought it would be really fun for this special episode to buddy read a book. Yeah, because we love that. So Raylene, please tell everyone about what we buddy read. And you should start us off with your feelings about the book. Totally. So we wanted to kind of follow our hearts and read another kind of spooky graphic novel together. Because as we've mentioned before, we've had these little sessions where we'll FaceTime and we'll read a graphic novel together at the exact same pace somehow. And just like laugh and make comments as we as we read. And it's such a lovely way to spend like an hour just hanging out. and And so we were like, let's find another one. 
However, we had a very difficult time finding something that neither Mm -hmm. of us had read and that was easily accessible. So we decided to read Anya's Ghost, which is by Vera Brosgol. Yes. And you've read it. I had not read it. And luckily my library had it. So this is a book that I like has been on my radar for many, many years. Because I remember yeah. you read this like forever ago when we were teens. Eons ago. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, let's give it a go. So we read it and it was a lot of fun. It was. What, what I, it was kind of fun because like the main character, Anya, is kind of a jerk. Like she's she is. kind of like rude. <laughs> she is like a poser and she's just like kind of, she's just mean to people for no reason. And... She has, like, all these self-esteem issues as well. So she's kind of... It's coming from Mm. a place that makes sense. But still, you're kind of like, you suck. Like, what are you you doing? Like, she's very mean, (laughs) which I wasn't expecting when reading this. And um, what happens is she basically falls into a a well or a hole in the ground, which is kind of funny because you fall into a well. Relatable. Um, And she meets a ghost at the bottom. And then the ghost kind of becomes attached to her and starts helping her out in her life, like, helping her cheat on tests and stuff. Like, she's a bad person. Anya's no good. Um, So that's the, like, the basic premise and i really liked it like Mm -hmm. it was fun the art was really cute it's not as middle grady as i expected it to be it's definitely more of like an older teen kind of book some of the some of the language and like things that happen in the book are like oh yeah this is definitely not for middle schoolers but i which i liked i was expecting it to have a younger feel to it because it is kind of cute and purple but it ended up being a little bit older which was nice and yeah it had I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it had a really cool moment later in the book that was like, whoa, Mm. surprise, (laughs) (laughs) which is really fun. And what was weird about it, too, is I kind of got a sense of deja vu at one point. Like, I know that I've never read this book, but I must have opened it up and looked at this page at one point or something Mm. like that. Like, I used to do this where I would just, like, flip open books and, like, read a couple of pages and be like, nah, I'm not reading that. Like, so I'm thinking that must have been what happened because I was like, I've definitely read, like, that panel. Like, I've seen that before. But so that was a freaky moment for sure. (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i feel that it it was really interesting i feel basically the same as you it was really interesting because i had read this book Mm -hmm. but i realized while reading it that i really didn't remember the twists and turns of the story yeah so it was actually fun to read it i just looked it up my review um that i had originally logged on goodreads it's from 2014 ah that makes sense eight years ago yeah um (laughs) And my review back then says, well, this was fun. I loved the art. It was really cute and stylized and awesome. And I really loved the storyline. It became creepy and dangerous. And that was awesome. <laughs> However, I, I don't know what I meant by dangerous. but <laughs> I love that. However, I can't give it five stars because I didn't like the main character. Uh. <laughs> I was hoping she would grow throughout the story, but she really didn't. Yeah. I recommend this graphic novel, Peeps. It honestly felt more like a cool comic book. And then a smiley face that's made out of a colon and the letter capital D. <laughs> so just Very to happy. take us all back in time. Yeah. That was um, oh, that's so funny, too. At 20%, I had done a like a little update and I had written... Um, the main character is bugging me a bit, but I'm hoping that she'll grow up throughout the story. <laughs> Yikes. Nope. Um, I really agree with past self. My past self, I really agree with you. The main character was pretty frustrating. And I just feel like, personally, I didn't know any teenagers who were actually that rude. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Like, there are like, people... She's to her mom, too, which is always like, oh, yes. that bothers me. There are people who are rude teenagers, for sure, but they're, like, not rude 
literally 100% of the time. Yeah, like every word out of her mouth was something negative or rude. (laughs) Yeah, she was so (laughs) negative. And you're just like, I don't understand where the negativity is coming from. And it wasn't really explored why Anya specifically is so grumpy. Like, she doesn't have a bad home life. Her mom loves her. Her brother loves her. She's not a bad student. She's not hated by everyone. You know what I mean? Like, what's the Mm -hmm. motivating reason for your angst? I don't get it. (laughs) Yeah. So, like, there's... I totally get, and I remember, of course, like, when you're a teenager, you get angsty for no reason, but Mm -hmm. that's not a permanent state. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And especially in a story when you are kind of hoping for that growth. So Mm -hmm. I agree with that criticism that we have, but just plot-wise, it was really fun. It was a fun ghost story. Totally. Um, It had some, like, like you mentioned, some fun little twists, and... It kind of got more epic than I remember it yeah. getting. Like it really has a climax, which is fun. I could imagine it as like a movie sort of. I was just going to um, say, yeah, it's cinematic. The only thing that I will say about the, the actual art is that I do wish it had been full color. It's all black, white, and shades of gray. And I just mm-hmm. love a colored graphic novel. So there yeah. you go. Um but yeah, I'm glad we buddy read it. I love buddy reading books with Raylene. It's such a, especially like like our little graphic novel sessions are really fun. Yeah, that's um, awesome. So I'm glad we got to do that as well. Beautiful. Okay, let's transition into our next segment. Top threes. So because <laughs> it's our third anniversary, we thought it would be fun to do top three uh, categories and three, the three of them, that we have yeah to have three of them <laughs> because we were like we gotta go big or go home <laughs> so top three bookshops top three classics and top three reading memories let's start with the reading memories raylene okay. um what have you written down as your top three re- i'm like i'm excited this is gonna be yeah cute. this was like yeah it was kind of tough because i was like what reading memories do i have mm-hmm. and then once i started to think about it I realized that they were all moments that I had fun reading with one of my friends or loved ones. So let's dive into it. <laughs> so the first one, me and my friend in high school used to get together and just like read books out loud mm. to each other, which was super fun. Oh. And I specifically remember reading all of the Hunger Games books. Mm. And we also read Chamber of Secrets together randomly, lying on a trampoline outside. Ah, uh, youth. Um, <laughs> that was beautiful. But yeah, reading, it was just so much fun because we would sit on opposite ends of the couch mm. and she would read one full page. And then as soon as it rolled over to the next page, I would read that next full oh, page. Yeah. So we'd go back and forth and we would just zip through books. Like it was because there was just nonstop of reading. Course, like we were yeah. constantly reading, but you got to take a break. So it wasn't like reading aloud for six hours. Mm. And, you know, it was just so much fun. So I really loved that and i wish that i had someone who would want to do that with me now because i just thought it was so much fun yeah Um, because just like buddy reading a book is fun but this was like live buddy reading yeah if that makes sense it's like we're literally reading it at the same time together so that was really fun my second reading memory was one time kyle and i went camping for like Mm. two or three days and for, for some reason he decided to bring 10 volumes of attack on titan manga he doesn't read very much so this was why it was very funny i was like yeah i was like why are you bringing 10 and he's like i don't know i might read them and i was like okay and i brought the first two harry potter books and i was like okay well we'll see if we even end up reading like this is crazy and 
we ended up spending one entire day. We didn't go down to the lake at all. We were really close mm. to a lake, but we just stayed at our campsite and read all day oh. long. And Kyle read all 10 volumes in that Amazing. day. And I read the he entirety right. of the first Harry Potter book. Wow. Yeah. <gasps> so that one's really special to me because it's just like, that will never happen again. That was such a strange thing that we did because Kyle doesn't read. Like Maybe <laughs> you should plan another camping trip and you just secretly bring 10 volumes of another manga That's for him. That's a great idea. I, think that's a I, I could actually make that happen. I have one of his favorite anime series in manga form. I've got like mm. 23 volumes. So I can just bring all of them. That could be cool. <laughs> and then my third and final favorite reading memory is reading with you, Ariel. When you came to hang out with me a couple of summers ago, we went to a school because there was nobody at the school, obviously, because it was summertime. We sat around little picnic tables. Yep. And we read a couple of books there, actually. Mm -hmm. I remember you read Laura Dean Keeps Breaking Up With Me while I was oh, reading man. some random thriller. It's true. And it was so fun because you, as we all know, <laughs> you love to, like, gasp and exclaim when you're reading graphic novels. But specifically, that book, like, was making you just, like, go nuts. You were just going nuts. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm reading this, like, crazy thriller. So there was, like, twists and turns in my book, too. So every now and then, I'd be like, oh, my god and you were like oh my god <laughs> it was just like a very vocal fun reading session but then i also remember like net like going to another picnic table and we were reading perks of being a wallflower yes. which was beautiful too yes. so like i just i loved that week we spent together we read so many books and we were so happy and carefree, yeah, carefree. And it just felt it felt like a ya novel you know just yes chilling at a school laying down reading books so i loved that I love that. That is actually the first one I had written down. I as figured. Well. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I feel the exact same in that it felt like kind of a perfect moment. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It was just a perfect moment. For me specifically, I remember Perks of Being a Wallflower, but I think it's just because I have photos of us reading Perks. Yeah. And so I think that my mind is just like goes back to the photos actually. But I just remember that the temperature was perfect. Yeah. That we were just out there being happy, reading, like you said, feeling carefree and getting to update each other on the book that we were both reading yeah. and we were buddy reading perks. So we were kind of all like we were able to discuss it. Um, I specifically remember like the beautiful view of the mountains because it's mm -hmm. BC and yeah, it just felt really wholesome and beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I, I, that is peak reading with Raylene memory. We have yeah. quite a few now of different yeah. like buddy reads and stuff we've done, but that's kind of my top favorite one. That's the best one. Um, so the other two that I picked are kind of more recent ones just because oh. I was like, oh God, I have so many beautiful reading memories. Um, <laughs> I, I made me kind of spiral and be like, there's so many great book memories that I have. That's so lovely. Yeah. But I decided to just pick two kind of recent ones that made me really happy. So one of them was, uh, this was kind of silly, but I, I was in Paris. I had just had a really fun night out. I came back to my room where I was staying and I was kind of missing my boyfriend. And so I literally just called him yeah and like i the time zones i was like oh who knows what he's doing i'll just call him <laughs> and i called him and i'm like i'm really sleepy i'm wondering if you could please read harry potter and the chamber of secrets to me oh and he was like okay and like it was one of those moments where maybe uh, in a, if i had just called on another day he would have been like oh, i'm sorry like i'm working or yeah. but for some reason he was just like yeah totally and he's just Aww. like give me one second and he pulled it up and then he just started reading it and i fell asleep 
I don't remember what happened. I just fully <laughs> fell asleep. And then the next day I woke up and I was like, did I call my boyfriend and ask him to read me Chamber of Secrets? And he just did it. And he just yeah, said, he yeah. Did. Yeah. And I texted him the next day. I was like, what happened? He's like, you randomly called me and asked to read Chamber of Secrets, specifically Chamber of Secrets. That's hilarious. <laughs> and, and there we are. So that was a really sweet little cute moment. And then the other one was a couple of months ago. Well, maybe actually many months ago, but it, um, and I, I think I did talk about this on the podcast actually. But CJ, Connor, and me, we all were in the mood to read The Hobbit. Oh yeah, I remember. And that. only one of us owned a copy of The Hobbit, or none of us did. I don't exactly remember. And so suddenly we were going everywhere in Halifax, everyone trying to buy a copy <laughs> of The Hobbit, and we literally went to like three different bookshops. We oh ended up all getting a copy. We sat on the couch and we literally read for like an hour. Um, oh. And we didn't end up finishing the book, but it kind of didn't matter. It was so fun yeah. to just all of us be like looking for The Hobbit, and then to actually be reading together and we played yeah. the lord of the rings soundtrack oh, while man. we read it was That's just lovely. lovely it was yeah. lovely <laughs> um all right next category is our top three bookshops mm. i'm intrigued what you picked yeah I, I was like not sure what i was going to pick before i started making my list but then i came to what i think is a very solid list so mm. I haven't been to as many bookshops as you, so you'll have some international stuff going on, I'm sure. <laughs> but mine are all kind of around the area. I love um, it. So my first one I've talked about before is Massey Books in Vancouver. Yes. I love that store. So I feel tall. Like they're, it's, it's very tall. It's true. <laughs> Their shelves go up like double my height. So there's often like there's a book up there. I'm like, huh, maybe one day I'll be able to grab that book. There are ladders, but I don't want to climb them. Um <laughs> But I love that store. I feel like their collection is so curated to my tastes. Like they have so many cool Japanese translated books that I am interested in. Like I can always find at least 10 books that I'm interested in just from mm. looking. And what's also cool is they're new and used. So sometimes you can find really cool used books there. They've got right. art upstairs. They have a huge selection of indigenous fiction and nonfiction, which is really cool. So it's just a great store. I love it. It makes me so happy every time I go in there. So that's probably my number one. Mm. However, I also really love Powell's in Portland. Like yes! that store is I knew you would mention that one. Massive. So it big. is such a big store. So big. Like Massey Books is tiny. It's like cute and small, curated. Powell's is just like a monster store, which is also fun in its own way. And they've also got new and used and just like lots of great discounted books and just like the biggest selection. And I love that they have all these kind of like subcategories that I remember. Like I remember there being a really cute shelf that was just a bunch of like YA LGBTQ books. And I'm like, that's so great. I love that they have that in its own section. And mm. there was just so much to look at and it was so exciting. They also have the craziest parking lot. I don't know if you went into their parking lot, but it's like <laughs> you go in and it's like it just spirals up and up oh. and up and it feels like it goes on forever. And then they take your keys. What? <laughs> yeah. That's messed up. <laughs> yeah, so that you can't escape, I guess. I don't really know. It was super strange, but I was like, this is fine. This is fine. I want to go to Powell, so I'll give I'm you my I'm leaning keys. in. I'm leaning in. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love that, that store. I've only been there once many years ago when I went on a road trip, but it was so fun. It was the highlight of the experience for sure. Mm. And then the third bookshop, I had a hard time figuring out what I wanted my third one to hmm. be, but I decided to pick Bookmark in Halifax. Hey, that's so interesting. I love that store for similar reasons to why I love Massey Books mm. is I just feel like they have such a great 
curated selection of books yeah. but they also have tons of beautiful journals they've got do they yeah. have like board games there or something i can't remember i remember yeah, there yeah, being yeah. stuff like behind the counter yeah. and they've just got lots of cool bookish items but they just have such a great selection of books that i'm interested in and they yes. have so many copies of the great gatsby there which i obviously i think oh, i bought yeah. one or two copies while i was there yeah and totally. yeah so it's just like i've only been there once it was a beautiful little moment i love that store i love other things that were close to the store as well <laughs> which kind of adds to the experience yeah and it was just fun because obviously I went there with you and Connor and Kyle and it was just like a beautiful little Good. little afternoon. It was. So much fun. It yeah. really was. I almost wrote down, I almost wrote down bookmark as well, but I ended up going with, and I'll now say my list, the third, yeah. well, the third one, it doesn't matter. The, the, it's not really in order, but I had, well, actually, no, you know what? I ended up not writing down Lunenburg Bound. I was gonna. Oof. I was like, cause it's, it's my favorite bookshop that I've been to in Nova Scotia. So okay. I was going to put it in the uh, the legendary spot there yet. But then when I really started, when I was like, okay, I'm actually writing down my top three bookshops that I've yeah. ever been to. I yeah. was like, damn it. You've been to a lot of cool stores. I can't make the shop, but we can't make the, the list. However, my number one favorite bookshop of all time, because of a lot of memories, is mm. Foils. The flagship shop in... Uh, on, on Charing Cross Road, Tottenham, Tottenham Court Road Station is actually the closest station Charing Cross isn't, but whatever, it's the Charing <laughs> Cross one. Um, that bookshop is unbelievably huge. It is six stories and they're oh giant stories. Like they're like really spacious. Yeah, I think that that is the most beautiful bookstore, like modern bookstore that I've ever mm. been to. It just has such a gorgeous layout. It feels so open and so bright and mm. like really just thoughtful, like thoughtfully made. Yeah. Um, a lot of the sections I don't spend much time in, but I love them anyways. Like. Yeah. Like there's a whole music section and it has these amazing drawers for sheet music. And it's Ooh. just like, it's just like everything books that you could think of. It has a section on it. Mm -hmm. um, they have such a great selection of books. It's always like really well um, curated tables. It has really well curated <laughs> tables. Best. It's just beautiful. I just love that bookshop. And, you know. I love London, I love England, and I, I used to get to spend a lot of time there, and it just became sort of a little home away from home for me, mm -hmm. like that bookshop specifically. So every time I'd go into London, I'd be like, where are we going, and, and is it possible to get into foils? Um, <laughs> it's just su such a beautiful place. So number two had to be Shakespeare and Company mm, in awesome. Paris. Unbelievable. The only reason that it's not my favorite bookshop, I think, is because I haven't been there as many times. Yeah. Um, whereas Foils, I've, I've, I actually have gone countless times. Shakespeare and Company is like it's only when I get to go to Paris. So it's only been like four times. Although on I. I'm pretty sure on almost every trip that I've gone to Paris, I end up going to Shakespeare and Company more than once. I'm like, <laughs> there on the first day and the last day. I'm like, man, I'll just sneak in an extra trip. Um, <laughs> the other th problem with Shakespeare and Co., and it's not their fault, but it's just always crowded. Mm, and so yeah. it's it's totally not their fault. And I don't think there's anything that they can do about it. Like, there's, yeah. there's no way to, like, sh it shrink the reputation it has. Everyone wants to go because it's beautiful. But totally. because of that, whenever I'm there, I feel a little anxious in the bookshop like i feel like yeah, they want me to get, get out of there <laughs> right they're like yeah. they're like we're glad you're here but also can you get out because there's a lot of people in here so right. i don't feel as chill as i do in other bookshops okay and then the third bookshop that i had to pick 
sorry, I had to mention for Shakespeare and Co. One of the big reasons that I love it is the history. Like that mm. store just yeah. has so much cultural, historical, literary weight that when you're in there, you feel like you're in the heart of books, you know? Mm. Anyways, okay, okay, I move on, I move on. <laughs> the third one I had to mention is Book and Bed Tokyo. So when I was in Tokyo, I went to lots of cool bookshops. They didn't have as many like English sections or English books. So I I didn't like I loved being in them, but most of it was in Japanese. And so I was sort of like, I don't know. But (laughs) but Book and Bed Tokyo is one of my all time top recommendations for if anyone's ever in Tokyo or going to Tokyo. It is a capsule hotel. So Mm -hmm. they have these like this thing in Japan where it's like these you're not even renting a room. You're renting a tiny capsule. It's literally like I'm trying to think of how a tube. (laughs) But it's in this case, it's like a bunk bed. But it's ah, how do I explain it? (laughs) I'll post photos because I have a lot of photos from when I went there. Um, I'll post photos to the Instagram. But basically they're like bunk beds. But like you have a full box surrounding you. Okay. Um, I'm trying to not say coffin in a spaceship (laughs) sort of Um, imagine uh, literally how do I explain this like it's a box it's a giant box and you get in through the front of it and it's your only access point so you can put your stuff in there and no one can get access to it other than you Um, but the whole thing is in basically a bookshop but a bookshop that only the people staying there that night can access right so difficult to explain Exclusive. this concept, <laughs> but one of the coolest places I've ever been in my entire life. So beautiful, so interesting, so well made. It had these giants, like this giant sort of staircase thing that you could just, everyone was just sitting on and reading books and flipping through stuff. It mm-hmm. was so cool. It was so, so cool. Um, so I'll definitely post photos of that because it's one of the coolest places I've ever been. That's so cool. I want to Damn. Go. Yeah, you should go. Damn. You would you would die. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might just, if I get there, I won't be coming back. <laughs> it was so awesome. All right. Well, now on to our final category, top three classics. Mm. We thought this was fun because we were thinking like do top three books, but we're like, that's way too general. Kind of impossible. And then we were like, we don't talk about classics that often. Let's, let's whip them out. What yeah, did you pick? Especially because it's pretty obvious. We know that you love Animal Farm and I love The Great Gatsby. But like, what are some other classics that we love? Mm-hmm. So obviously The Great Gatsby is my first pick. Yep. My picks are like, when you see them, it's like, well, yeah, that's obvious. It just makes, <laughs> like, they're not, they're nothing like unique or, or whatever. Um, my second one is The Outsiders by S.E. Hinton. Yes, of course. You love that Freaking guy. I love that book. And the last one is The Catcher in the Rye by Katie oh. Salinger. Like, Phenomenal. I just love coming of age. I love the angst. I love, I love everything about those books. They're just so, so good. And they're short. I love that. I don't know. Yeah. I just really connect with those three books for sure. Yeah. I think that those are also just very indicative of the stuff that you love, especially yeah. with the latter two, both coming of age stories. Yeah. I mean, and they're like probably the most iconic coming of age stories. Yeah. It's like, I need yeah. more. I need more of those because obviously I love it. I'll just keep reading yeah. those two forever. So like you said, Animal Farm. Numero uno, Animal Farm. Uh, Can't be toppled, can't be beat. I've been realizing lately I probably won't ever read a better book, which is an interesting thing to think about. Um, But then I was thinking, I instantly was like, oh, yeah, Macbeth and Persuasion. But then I was like, no, you know what? Those were my top three classics, but I don't think they are right now. 
I think it's like one of those things where it's like, what what books do I actually think about yeah. the most? And The Bell Jar, when I read it yeah. two years ago, actually made a really big impression on me. I was like, this is actually a really interesting book. And I find myself sometimes when I'm just kind of like my, like daydreaming or whatever, I'll be thinking about The Bell mm-hmm. Jar. Like, it was so good. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is strangely The Time Machine by hg wells oh interesting i really liked that and i think i've read it like two or three times and every time i read it i'm like this is better than i think it is it's (laughs) strange i don't know if everyone would love it actually but it's just a very thoughtful book about like what is the point of humanity and where is it going and maybe it's not going anywhere good (laughs) which is interesting like one of the things i think about the most that it's extremely stressful. It's, I, I think about how one day no one will know who Shakespeare was. And that makes me want to cry a little bit because I'm like, <laughs> wow, all of this beautiful art and human endeavor that we're doing like is kind of amounting to nothing in a way, mm. right? It's kind of futile, but it's also obviously not. But that's what the time machine's sort of about. Like oh, he goes yeah. so far into the future. I, won't, I don't want to spoil it, but like so <laughs> far into the future that it has kind of nothing to do with what any of us think about anymore right. it's just so like, we're almost a different species actually so it's re- it's just so thoughtful and interesting to think about that I, and i find that i really enjoy classic sci-fi and classic dystopia i was just gonna say i want to give an honorable mention to john Wyndham and the chrysalids yeah love it love it yeah Ugh, amazing i really feel like i haven't been reading a lot of classics lately which either. <laughs> really want to change that yeah all right we did it <laughs> We really nailed the hell out of this episode, you guys. Thank you again for joining us. We are now off to record our Patreon mini podcast, Movie Tub, where we talk about the stuff we've been watching lately. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be talking about Emily in Paris season two. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What are you going to be talking about? Well, we had kind of challenged ourselves to read a mo- or watch a movie with three in the title. Had so, we? Yes. I and will admit to completely forgetting okay. about that. <laughs> <laughs> it was just kind of a fun bonus challenge. It wasn't necessary, I but oh, I, I was like, I-, I had the same experience of trying to find a book as I did with the movie. It's like, oh God, oh, how do I find a movie yeah. with three in the title? Um, and there are a lot, like I could have watched movies that were like, 13 or like the number 23 Mm. like things that had three in it but i was like i Mm -hmm. want something that's a crisp three so i found this random movie called three extremes and i watched that (laughs) so that's what i'll be talking about well that's awesome okay i'm actually i'm really glad you did that and i'm sad that i forgot i completely forgot about it Mm. um all right thank you so much everyone for listening and hanging out with us and here's to another three years (laughs) Bye. bye